0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to our from our podcast under review today. In today's episode, we will be discussing the last two months of football, including things like Messi's red card, the flop gods as we call them, the German the German flops, Lampard getting sacked, FIFA's the best, and many more. Under review: a soccer football podcast.
1: Quick disclaimer, before we start, first and foremost, I would like to apologize on behalf of Under Review for not uploading for the past few months. We've been really busy with schoolwork and other stuff, and due to our schedules getting uh, more and more hectic, we have decided to cut our season short down to three more episodes with this episode covering the past two months, the next episode covering the next two months, and the following episode covering the following two months. Our first segment is discussion of results. So uh, we have changed discussion results a bit. Instead of discussing specific results, we're, we have a list of teams, and we're going to discuss, the, you know, how the teams have been doing over the past two months, right? All okay, right, so let's start with, obviously, you know, the elephant in the room, Liverpool. All right, Liverpool. All
0: right. Please, uh, you you know, want to take yeah, this? You know, I'll start, um, so since the last episode, it started with, the Fulham uh, one-one draws gone downhill since then. You know losses left, right, center draws to shit teams like Man United. Oh my God, we're we're like what fifth in the league currently. We're playing Spurs tomorrow. It, it's been bad. All right, I I can't describe. There's no excuse. We just played bad.
2: Hold on, bro. Hold on. When you say shit teams,
0: man, like Man U. We're second in the league, man.
2: We're like five, six, seven points ahead of y'all. So you can't really call a shit when we've been top of the league, man. got the Champions League.
1: I mean, no, no, no. I mean, listen, they did lose to Burnley. So, I mean, Burnley is kind of shit. So, I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, all right.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I'm in Liverpool. Like, I don't know what – like, Salah hasn't been delivering. The front three, just not even Salah. The entire front three hasn't even been delivering. So, simple as that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like we Firmino to struggling,
0: Solo sure. struggling, forget, Mane struggling, every, everybody be struggling. Man, that's completely true. Everybody's struggling right now. I mean, the only person who's been maybe been playing good is Allison because the goals you can see are usually like pens or things that his defense has just collapsed. I feel like he's been the best so far in, those, in these past two months. But mm-hmm. even then, that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, he played really well against, the, against them in the United game in the league. But, like, I mean, we got to We'll have to see if this this upcoming game against Tottenham is gonna to be a test.
1: Yeah, I mean the the game against Tottenham that's
0: really gonna
1: make or break Klopp, you know, Klopp and Liverpool in like, you know, their current form. So and I, I also feel like injuries do have a little bit, you know, they do play a little bit, you know. Obviously the injuries happen earlier, but I feel like, you know, especially during the month of December, like the the entire team is just gassed, right? They, they've been, you know, they've been pushed to the limit and
0: i think they're just cracking under the pressure i feel like yeah ultimately it's almost it's it's about to be 2 months since they had a win in the a win in the prem the last time they had a win was 7-0 against crystal palace since then it's just gone gone but, and I, uh,
1: also yeah to add on to that i don't think they have scored in premier league I, I don't think they have scored for like the past like 5 games in the premier league so that, that's also to add on to like the win thing
0: yeah, all right. That's a, that's also pretty accurate. I don't recall them scoring that often. I mean, we need the front three to shape up. But speaking of a front three shaping up, we're we gonna talk about? Man United's big-time rivals across the town, Man City. They've been really informed.
1: Man City, I mean, like, everyone was just, you know, clapping on Man City after, you know, their season, after their start of the season. But right now, Man City looks deadly, okay?
2: Yeah, they got the best to uh, partnership at the back, center back John Stones and Ruben Diaz, unstoppable, probably best in the league right now at the moment. No one's getting past him. John Stones took him a little bit to get rolling, but he's finally back to his form. I think he got his 150th debut for Man City, so I think he's just going... Everything's just increasing. The graph is just keep, kept, keeps going up and up, and then the front, front, the whole team overall is doing pretty good. Gundogan's been bagging goals lately, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah... I think everyone's getting their equal opportunity at the club, and yeah, Pep should be happy right now.
1: John Stones.
2: I never thought of
1: him as like an elite defender, but like he's really proven himself to be an elite defender. Like he's just going off. John
0: Stones, Ruben Diaz, nothing's getting past that. Yeah, I have to admit, as much as I don't like Man City at all because of the the somewhat heated rivalry in the recent years, they, they've done well, I have to admit. I mean, it seems like they're the best team in the Prem right now. So, a shout for even the best team in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, they're definitely frontrunners for the best team in the world right now. If you're talking about right now, they're definitely – they have to be in consideration. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's move on to Ohm's team, Man United. Ohm, take it away. Uh, Man United is in
2: uh, pretty good form right now. Obviously, after our last podcast, how we talked about which team going to make it to Champions League, Man United did not make it through, but overall it didn't look – it didn't – uh lower their morales and they just kept fighting for the premier league they did beat liverpool in the fa cup three to two so i think they're going to advance on that I, I hope hopefully they win a trophy this year and overall they've been performing uh, decently so far there's not many problems at the back even though it's looking ropey for harry Maguire and lindelof and Bae. Bae did step up and when i was a couple games here and there by making that uh, big save against, uh, I think it was Southampton or something like that. I don't, I don't recall the team. But yeah, Marcus Rash has been doing all right. Uh, and then the midfield, Pogba's been finally catching uh, flames, and he's finally shooting, and he's feeling back. I don't know anything about the transfer transfer rumors, but Bruno is Bruno. And overall, yeah, I'm pretty happy about how they're performing.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much summed up. Manu. Bruno, obviously, Bruno really proving himself. He he's proven himself to be a team leader, and I think he, he does deserve the, the armband uh, over Harry Maguire. Uh, I mean, other than that, yeah, I mean, Manu, like the, like the teams that inform Luke Shaw. Okay, Luke Shaw I forgot to mention Luke Shaw. He's been doing solid. Okay, like like everyone like Luke Shaw is quite underrated in the team and then Fred's been Fred's been putting in bits uh Pogba obviously Pogba's recently caught on form he looks much happier looks much happier which which is a great thing and you know, Rashford and Bruno Bruno they've been consistent and they're still putting in the bits in and so yeah I mean like Man United uh, they should win a trophy they should win the FA Cup FA Cup I think and they should finish top 4 this season I feel like
0: FA Cup, I'm not really sure about that one because I believe Man City is still in it. Because if they are, they're going to be clear favorites to win it. I mean, they've won it with the last three years now, and they currently look like the best team in the world. But many are probably finals contenders for sure. I mean, yeah,
1: I, yeah, you have a good point. That's right. Because Man City, yeah, based on Man City's form, we don't know if Man U is that good. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Man U will get to the final, and like that'll be an interesting game to watch. Man U versus Man City, one of the two best teams in the Premier League right now. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. I will say when we're wrapping up the, the three Prem teams that we're having a deep focus on, except in this category, I will say that the Prem is very competitive right now. The the is wide open. Any team any of like six or so teams could still theoretically win it.
1: That that is true. Good point, Shatez. There 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 are
0: competition. You know, Leicester City's knocking on the door
1: and you know there are other teams. Liverpool's not Liverpool and Spurs, although, you know, they've been having recent struggles a little bit. They're not out of contention yet, so and you know,
0: due to the Premier League's competitive competitiveness, anything could happen. So yeah. All right, moving on to the La Liga, we got uh, Gokul's favorite team, Real Madrid. Take it away, Real Madrid. I mean, it's just ups and downs, my man. Like Real Madrid, <laughs>
1: like I, it, it could be better, but I feel like it's not worth. Right? Obviously, we did lose the Super Copa de Espana. Uh, which, you know, we were obviously uh, the defending champions and we did lose at the Athletic Club. Also, fair play, you know, fair play to the Athletic Club. They did win the Super Bowl with Espana, beat the two best teams in Spain. So, you know, fair fair play for them. Other than that, like, 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 they've been like, you know, it's just they just need more, you know, fire. You know, like they just need more, you know, obviously like their forwards haven't been, catching fire recently. Karim Benzema's doing a uh, bits, but Hazard, he, I mean, like he, he hasn't been doing really good, you know. especially the Supercopa de España game. Everyone ripped on Hazard. Hazard was like freaking, ho- Hazard was so bad during the semi, uh, Supercopa de España, but he did show his class during the game against all of us. And if we could consider, you know, if we can try to continue this form up, I feel like, you know, if, if Hazard can put that shit up, I, Real
0: Madrid should be, you know, at, at least like, you know, getting like second or may, maybe even winning La Liga. I don't know. What I will say, even though I'm not a huge La Liga fan by any means, what I will say is, yeah, I agree with Goku. They're inconsistent. One day they're being Always 4, one hazard looks like it's back old, back as old form. And then, and then the next day they're losing their teams that aren't even in the La Liga. Mm hmm. That's yeah, the, the inconsistencies.
1: It, it's same thing with Manu. Manu was super inconsistent. We, like, we have the talent. It's just that they just need to figure out how to use the talent. And also with uh, Zidane's COVID case, that's that's going to be really tough to see how the assistant coach will, uh, you know, cope with in the coaching duties. I guess that- we can move – yeah, we can move down to Barcelona, right? You I mean, can move down to Real Madrid's uh, rivals, Barcelona, and, you know, see what they're doing. Uh, I feel like Barcelona this season, I'm in- – like, you know, it, it's just Super Copa de España. Like, come on, bro. Like, you, like, you, like, Barcelona have, like, create, like, it's, I, I, I don't know. Messi needs to leave. I feel like, I feel like the Messi uh, situation is really, like, it, it's, it's been haunting Barcelona. And so I, I feel like, like, they need to get rid of Messi. They need to, you know, they need to, go, you know, go past the Messi chapter and the Messi era and need to f- uh, focus on rebuilding.
0: Yeah, it's only true. I mean, Messi looks, Visibly unhappy at times, he doesn't seem to be putting as much work as we uh, we presume him to do. I mean, he's not doing terrible, but like you know, I think I think he just wants to leave. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, what I'll admit is, since barca lost to 3 three zero, they've they've been pretty pretty decent form. I mean, they were what, like like eleventh in the league at one point now to now they're pretty solidly third.
1: Mhm. That, that that is true. Yeah. And
0: La Liga, they've been
1: in decent form. They haven't been playing the quality right. Like, they haven't been playing good quality yet. They haven't gotten, like, a real, like, challenge yet in La Liga. And also, with the Supercopa de España, after Real Madrid, you know, got dumped out, everyone expected Barcelona to, you know, win the Supercopa de España. And obviously, you know, you you guys know what happened. They choked. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, more to call on that. But let's move on from La Liga to uh, Serie A. We got... The front runners very hot, very hot on fire right now. I mean, maybe cooled down a little bit yesterday, but AC Milan. I mean, they're they're top of the league. They they look pretty good in form, you know. They did lose to Atalanta and their crosstown rivals back to back. I mean, but regardless, they they've been getting results. They're still top, still a good team. Zlatan, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Zlatan, he's been questionable at times. I mean the whole social media ball, the whole he turned bald ball for a day thing. And I think that was just kind of childish. But, hey, I mean, he does he.
1: Yeah. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, AC Milan, if you're talking about, like, you know, obviously, like, they've been very hard, uh, you know, Zlatan, Rafael Leao, Tio Hernandez, uh, uh, the – what's his name? The Turkish uh, midfielder. Ch- yeah, Chalanahu or something. Uh, he's been doing good. Donnarumma's been doing, you know, doing amazing. And I, I, you know, most of their players are on form, which is why they're, you know, still top of the league. Obviously with Zlatan coming back from injury, that really boosted, like boosts their chances. And I feel like that's happened also in the game against Inter. You know, obviously Zlatan, you know, he got red carded. And so that really, like, like at sometimes they do miss Zlatan, right? At, at sometimes they did, they did struggle to put in goals, But you know they're they're just scraping by. I feel like, and you know
0: they'll definitely get top four. They'll definitely get top four this season. I feel like. Yeah, I think they're a Champions League team, which is back to the old days when they used to be among the best in Europe. True, but you know it's not back in the old days. Juventus. I mean, were each of them winning the league, or are they now fourth? Yeah, Juventus. I feel like I don't even know. Like. Like Perlo, like Juventus
1: have been tying a lot of games. I feel, you know, and like Ronaldo, even though Ronaldo's been smashing in the goals, obviously, you know, he he reached, uh, you know, obviously really big milestones with the 750th and 60th goal. But I mean, other than that, I don't see anyone else. Well, I mean, other than Alvaro Morata, who has cooled down a little bit. I feel like. But other other than Murata and Ronaldo, I don't see anyone else that was in, in the UV team that are like really outstanding. Paolo Dybala gets an assist here and there, but he's not his old self. And uh, what else? Weston McKinney, I mean he's a decent player, but he's not I feel like he's not the player UV needs right now. Defenders also have been kind of meh nah, goalkeeper. I mean like Buffon. Like I think Chesney's injured, so I mean Buffon obviously. Buffon's a really good goalkeeper, he's amazing. He's just too old. He's just too old for the competition. And, uh, yeah. The, I mean, Ramsey, Ramsey has not, Ramsey has been horrible. Okay. Ramsey has not been, you know, the doing as expected. Um, Arthur hasn't been really adjusting well to Italian life either. So I, would like, if, if the Juve players could step up, then they could probably rescue their situation. But, I mean, if it's going to be this, like similar, then. I um, mean, Ronaldo, Ronaldo can only do so much, right? He's not going to, like, carry them and, like, win, like, championships year after year, right? So, like, yeah, I feel like, especially with Ronaldo's age, Juve need their other players to step up, especially Dybala and, you know, their midfielders and their defenders.
2: Yeah, especially, I mean, I do agree that uh, Ronaldo, he can't carry the team, but especially when you have a player like Ronaldo who's – Probably one of the best to ever play the game. When you have him on, in the locker room, you would rather prefer him to take over, and you rather him to trust than you had than someone like Harry Maguire or, or Henderson due to the lack of experience. But he, I think when when it does matter, he is gonna step in the locker room, tell them this is what we have to do, and this is our goals. And I think everyone's gonna listen to him because he's one of the best to do it. So yeah, I think when it comes to crunch time and when they have to get the
0: goals and all the points. I think he's going to come through. And Ronaldo is really that kind of player. He'll show up when you need him to. But what I'll say is that there's one thing that hasn't been considered. Juve have won every game they've played since January. That is true. Yeah,
1: Juve – like, what have they played so far? I think – what are the teams that – I know they they won against, you know, the big win against uh, Napoli and the Coppa Italia. But what other teams – uh, they oh yeah, Milan.
0: yeah. They, uh, oh no, no, no. Uh, actually, Inter actually beat Juve. Actually, oh, I, I did not see that Inter loss. But besides that Inter loss, they beat the other Milan team. I mean, they've only lost. Sorry, they, correction. They've only lost one game in 2021. But yeah. even then, they still, they still have been banging in the goals. I mean, Dude, pretty, yeah. It's return. not like it's not like they're not out of show for like
1: you know obviously winning the league, right? You know, they they did win the Supercoppa Italiana. Against Napoli, I mean Napoli's a you know fairly good team in uh, Italy. So I, I it, it, just like they also have like a little bit of inconsistency, uh, inconsistency, um, and so I feel like, uh, yeah, and obviously their players need to step up and for every single game and deliver. That's all. On to the next uh, segment, game developments. So uh, for game developments, uh, FYI, we try to cover you know. A, Obviously, you know game developments in the last two months, but some of it could be recent. So just a uh, you know quick little FYI for you guys, and yeah, let's hop on. Okay, so the first thing that we have in our list is obviously, uh, which is recent. I'm sorry, but you know it, it was a really big thing. Uh, Lukaku's Latin fight. Uh, I think uh, Zlatan like insulted Lukaku's mother or something, and then which caused a provoke, uh, which caused you know Lukaku to react. Uh, strongly, and then eventually I think Zlatan got red carded
0: for um, his words. So yeah, what are your take? What do you guys take on this? I feel like I feel like both sides are were aggressive in this case. I mean I don't know who actually instigate because I didn't watch the match. But what I will say is I feel like they shouldn't be butting heads like this. They should just try to try to maintain it pretty peacefully. You know, go on with going with the, what they had. I mean if there were insults then yes respond but. I don't think they really need to, like, clash their heads. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, especially they're two older players with lots of experience with different teams, obviously. Uh, Zlatan has been all over the place, like MLS, and he's played uh, Premier League Manchester United. So has Lukaku, Everton, and they have all the experience. And I don't think it's mature. I don't think there's enough maturity to show all these young children who are striving to be... Obviously, professionals that this is the type of stuff they do. so i don't I think it's very immature on their part. and probably should take it over somewhere else than on the uh, pitch. yeah, Oh, you do have a good point, you know,
1: both uh, Lukaku and Slatin are leaders for both both of their teams. And so not only it's not a good, you know good not it's not good for uh, you know younger children striving to be professional soccer players it's not so, it's not also good for the dressing room because there are also people looking up to Lukaku and slattens since they're much more older much more experienced they're the leaders of the team naturally and so it, it, it won't be good you know looking at them so i feel like it's very immature
0: and they need to reconsider their uh their decisions what i will say is that i just recently read this like a, like a minute a few minutes ago but Apparently Ibrahimovic did have some personal insults said to Lukaku, and Lukaku responded with some personal insults. I mean, I won't say what they actually said because I yeah, don't know I, I, I think mean, uh,
1: but- no, well, we can we can go a little bit. I think Ibrahimovic, uh, yeah, mentioned he like brought his mom into this or whatever, and you know, I, I think like Lukaku thought it was racist or something. I've heard of that too. So yeah, still mm-hmm. immature, very immature from both sides.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just think they they shouldn't be doing things like this. Just play football, be what, and come play what you're there for. I mean, enjoy the game. True. Okay. All right. This next one, um, so uh, kind of sad for me. I mean, Liverpool lost to Man United in the FA Cup, and Mason Greenwood scored. What that's not the interesting development is, but the interesting element is when Mason Greenwood took the shot. Robertson looked as though he was shouting at Greenwood to try to put him off. I mean, I was. Pretty depressed when I was watching it, but I still found it kind of funny that he just tried to shout at him to put him off.
2: Oh yeah, I definitely saw that, and, and especially with Greenwood, he's a younger player. He just kind of yelled, or he probably just made a big sound to like try to scare him away. And I've seen that. I've seen that happen, but especially with no no fans in the stadiums, it's definitely noticeable because he's just screaming as he ducks out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Put him off. I'm, but my boy Mason delivered no matter Ooh. what.
0: He did step up that game play. I mean, I don't know what Robertson is doing. I feel like what he should have tried to do is just put a lunge in. I mean, if you miss, you miss, but at least he tried.
2: Yeah, but these days, if you put a lunge
0: in at that situation, they're just going to fall down and there goes a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that that's one thing we're going to talk about later is the falling down. But, mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of taking people down, we got messy, Um, right, doing the treatment to one of the Bilbao players. Yeah, so, like, I'm in – right, so, the Bilbao player,
1: um, he he was – like, he was trying to foul, like, like I, I did see part of the match and the Bilbao player tried to, like, I think push down – uh, sorry, what's his name? Jong. De, De I think he, he tried to push down Jong. He tried to bully Griezmann and everything. And so, I feel like it was just messy. Like, you know, he, 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 just, he just cracked, right? He just – like, there was so much pressure, obviously. You know, they, they eventually choked the lead that they had. And so, I mean, Messi just got pissed. I mean, he, he just did it to like, – he just released it to whoever was in front of him. And the Bilbao dude, um, I don't know his name, but he was also annoying Messi too. He was trying to push Messi out of the, you know, whatever. And, like, he wouldn't let – you know, obviously, like, when, when Messi's dribbling, he would try to do, you know, tackles and, you know, miss time tackles and everything. So, Messi just – I feel like it was just like it, – it's still unprofessional, Right, but then we can, I like, we can all like, you know, sympathize with Matthew, right? If, if, you know, if you were in that position, you probably would have done the same thing too.
2: Yeah, I think it shows the frustration he has with the team, and especially, I think he's just kind of fed up at this point, and just wants to leave. But I mean, you could make that connection at the same time during the game situation. He's just not thinking of it. I don't know if it's a if that was a red, but he was kind of aggressive with it too. So I think I see why they gave it, but. I don't know if it would be the prem. I think
0: it would be. Yeah, prem a- yeah. is a different league. I mean, the rules are different. I mean, there's a lot more physical. League as Timo has cited a lot. I mean, what well, I will say is Messi did lose his temper. I mean, well, it's been it's been a long time since we've ever seen Messi even get booked, let alone get red carded. Mm-hmm. Usually, mm-hmm. he's usually the kind of player is really calm, well mannered. I mean, doesn't really commit twenty fouls. Certainly hasn't gotten a red in over a decade or so.
1: Yeah, but I also think it could also be, you know, part of like a team for like frustration, right? This like the Barca board should take notes of what's going on because, you know, obviously Messi has never reacted, especially with a Barcelona. You know, he, he, I think this is the first record in a Barcelona jersey. So Messi hasn't never reacted this way in his Barcelona career. So I feel like the Barcelona board should, you know, take this as a warning or like as a message to see that they're dealing with a different Messi. They're not dealing with a Messi Who's happy to stay? They're dealing with a messy. Who's frustrated?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I, I mean, if I was in a messy situation, I'd probably be frustrated too. I don't know if I'd punch him in, but I mean, I'd definitely be heavily frustrated, and True. with the game, the whole situation, everything. But what I will say is the ethical player did not flop, which is our next topic of the discussion. The flop gods, as we call them, you know, we got the likes of Salah, Bruno, Treore the whole the, a lot of people in the prem just diving left right and center
1: that is issue, yeah traiore with uh rob holding calling him a freak shithouse <laughs> how is he falling like that oh my god <laughs> but i mean you know he does he does have a point right a lot of these players especially adama traiore like i don't even know why he's trying to flop right he like based on his size you know like like i, I don't know why like like it's it's common sense right like why don't you think about it like you're, you're you're one of the biggest – you're bigger you, – you could be possibly bigger than a defender, right? And then you're trying to flop, you know? So, like, I, I don't understand why Adama was trying – you know, is trying to flop. Uh, Salah, Bruno, obviously, they're much more, you know, they're much more on the lighter side. They're much, more skinnier, and they're much more, you know, broader. And so, I mean, I guess I could see why they're trying to flop. It's still wrong. You know, you know don't take my words. Yeah, it's still wrong. <laughs> Flopping is wrong. And, you know, that, that's, that's a big problem in the Premier League and also in other leagues, too. You know, people trying to flop.
2: It, it all comes down our to down our to Parapunto's. Parapunto's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as you're getting three points. Yeah,
0: that
2: that, seems, whatever that, they that can. seems to be
0: the model of a lot of players in the modern game. I mean, you got mm-hmm. Ramos as a big example of that. But I will say there's a referee aspect to it, too. I mean, the referees don't seem to blow when you're getting manhandled if you don't dive to ground, so... They do have a reason for put the ground. Well, I feel like it's being misused. I think think there needs to be a reform in the system, the refereeing system, VAR even. I mean, we know how bad VAR is nowadays.
2: Yeah, especially
0: when you're a fan watching the game and if someone
2: comes in your box, you get on your toes and you go like, okay, we got to defend this because it's very scary these days because everyone would just fall down without doing anything. There comes a pen. I, I don't understand that part of the game and then, that offside rule where players get injured is all also one of the big things that's happening. They keep the play advancing and players end
0: mm-hmm. up getting injured and mm-hmm. it just goes bad. Good point. Yeah, I think overall, I think we can all agree flopping is bad. But we but the referee the refereeing system, VR, whatever it be, needs to change. It need, it needs to have people who if you get foul if it's a clear visible foul or just being grabbed, that should be a foul there. You don't, you shouldn't have to fall. That, that reduces the incentive to dive because. You know you'll get the foul
1: if it's a foul. True. Sure. All right. Uh, on our final topic for game development, we'll talk about uh, obviously um, Timo Havertz forms uh, for Chelsea. So ob- obviously with Timo Werner, you've heard of you know what's going on. You know, <laughs> he, you know he's been struggling for the past few games. Obviously with a missed penalty against Luton Town, which is a League One team. Okay, that's also gotta specify that Havertz. He hasn't even been in form since like 1995. <laughs> like it's been so I've been, I haven't even heard of a verse like scoring a goal or
2: an assist. So,
1: yeah, do y'all have any points about that? Yeah. Y'all wanna... German James,
2: German German James Charles and frustration time too my man. I've been working out. Now. Hopefully, their new coach Tuchel can do. Something about it. Speaking of that, yeah, actually the game, game is on Chelsea right versus, right
1: versus Vol, uh, yeah, Wolves, Wolves right now. Yeah, it's no no. It's full. It's,
2: it's no no. Chelsea in eighth. Wolves are in 13. Not something I expect. From it, it, without him and as Wolves without him and
1: as. So.
0: Yeah, I love
2: that young guy. Silva. Know, they have Fabio I mean,
0: Silva. Yeah, Fabio Silva. Yeah. I mean, He's in the big. He's a signing, but this is about Chelsea. I mean, Timo Warner, he's missing. He he claims that it's a physical league, but he's getting all these sitters, well, clear one on ones that he's just missing. And then I mean, <laughs> <of> course, just, <laughs> Havers just doesn't seem like he's on the pitch. Every time I watch a Chelsea game, it just seems like Havers doesn't exist. I like, yeah, that is true. I feel like it's you
1: know it's going to take some time adjusting to you, right the Bundesliga. So. I like like I, I know they did really well in the Bundesliga, but I'm in the Bundesliga. It's the Bundesliga, okay? <laughs> the best team you're playing is Bayern or Dortmund. That's the, those are the only good teams you're playing. Like Armenia or Hertha Berlin aren't gonna pull, like, you know, compare quality with like obviously like Tottenham, Liverpool, and I bet I mean, you even some of the like West Brom or something could be like better than like well like 50 of the teams of the Bundesliga, right? So there is obviously the you know difference of quality. I feel like, and also, you know, because, you know, Germany, you know, it's much way different from England. So, you know, there's a lot of adjusting that they have to, you know, obviously get to, right? And I feel like that's the cause of their, you know, obviously uh, form dwindling.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, they just take time to adjust. Fabinho even took half a season to adjust. And then after that, he's one of the better players in Liverpool right now.
1: Well, all right. So the thing with Fabinho, like, so Fabinho – Fabinho has played there, okay? And like, so like defensive, like, you know, he's a defensive player. He's a defensive midfielder, right? So, I mean, like, center backs just basically, you you know, you don't move less and you, you know, you do more tackles,
0: right? When well, no, I was talking about this season, I was talking about like the year he moved, eighteen nineteen. He didn't play until like January because he was bad in form. And then after
1: oh, January. I thought you were and... talking
0: about, okay, yeah, yeah, I thought you were talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, back to that point, exactly. I think Fabinho moved from Monaco, I think. Monaco. Monaco, exactly. to moved from Monaco, and I mean, obviously the French the French league is much more different from you know obviously uh, the Premier League, so th- it, it's gonna take some time. That's all.
0: And I, I also, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's all true. Yeah, I think overall we'll just have to see. We can't make an early judgment. You never know. There's these people who just take a season to get used to, and then they make it. Judge a book by its cover. Hmm. No, I'm just saying, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, yeah, like, I, I, pop yeah, off next season. You know, you don't, you never know. Welcome to player of the month. Usually it's player of the week, but seeing as though it's been months, we will do player of the month. I mean, so we bring a nominee and we'll, we'll have a nice debate slash discussion and see who wins. So I'll start it off. I think my guy, John Stones, he deserves it. I mean, as much as I want to nominate a Liverpool player and not a Ben City player, it's just not realistic. John Stones, I mean, putting a putting in a shift, clean sheets, left, right, center, even popping in goals. I don't think there's been a better center back in the world than in the past few months.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. John Stones, I mean he was kidding talks of getting loans to freaking Christian Palace and like all the, you know, like all the scrub teams in the Premier League. And he looks like a like he, he looks like an elite defender right now. So it's good that he turned us you know, he turned back. know, he turned his fortunes on and then, you know, it's good that he's popping off. Otherwise, if he wasn't really doing really good, he probably would have gotten sold next season.
2: True. Yeah, I think he developed his partnership and his relationship with Pep because especially towards when Pep came and when they won the league, he really wasn't getting time, especially with injuries and everything. And kind of, they kind of, the relationship was on, it was kind of iffy whether he was going to play for him or not, but. I think Pep had, he saw his potential and trusted in him and gave him a couple of starts. And I think uh, you do as anyone would do, just perform. And that's what John Stones did at the end of the day. And he deserves his starting spot for the rest of the Good point, good point. The All right. So
1: uh, I'm going to go for, you know obviously, a Man United player, uh, Bruno Fernandez. He's an amazing, uh, the Premier League, official Premier League uh, player of the month, I think, for December, right? If I'm not wrong mistaken uh obviously play of the month for december he's an amazing you know putting in these days putting in the goals um and obviously with that crucial goal uh against liverpool to uh send man U to i think the semis or quarters i think so yeah i mean like we like bruno Fernandez. yeah the three i think three goals four assists in january and then um they played six games. Menu played six games. They won four and dropped two. So
2: yeah, yeah. Obviously, Bruno. Right now, he's probably the probably the most important player for Menu at the moment. Like when you watch a Menu game, uh, every eye goes to Bruno, and he's basically he in one of his interviews or something like that. He said that he wants he wants as many goals as his appearances, and. He's been doing well lately. Deserves it. And, All right. Yeah, All what's your, um, what's your nominee? My player is Gundogan from Manchester Gundogan. City. Play position midfielder, uh, 14 matches, seven goals in the prime. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the type of player who you wouldn't see pop off, especially if you're in fantasy, uh, Premier League or something like that. And, yeah, he's been he's been delivering, especially with uh, De Bruyne uh, missing for a couple weeks here. Uh, he played very well against the 5-0 match against West Brom. I think he got a goal or two or something like that. And, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's balancing out the team. And it's a player that you wouldn't really think would step up and start a lot of games for him. But I think Pep really likes him. And he played 31 games last season. And he's getting a lot of appearances. And we can finally see what yeah, good point. he's made of. Very, All all
0: very true, very good arguments. So let's start the vote. I'll start off. I think it's my boy John Stones all day of the week. Uh, I'm saying Bruno. John Stones. I'm saying John Stones. All right. Uh, uh, Our under-review player of the month is John Stones. Welcome to Interesting Developments. Here we talk about things that are related to football, but are outside of the, the pitch, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of big things happened recently, so let's start with a couple of managerial changes. Big Super frat, Frank, Super Frank, whatever you want to call him, not-so-Super Frank, he, he sacked, and Thomas Tuchel's in. True. I feel like, I am in Frank. I'm in Chelsea, just, you know,
1: obviously, like, they, they, you know, they're famous for doing this. They're famous for, you know, obviously, if, like, you know, like the manager rolling in, so if they don't perform, you know, then they'll, they'll, they'll bring him back in, right? But I also feel like it's going to take some time, right? It's going to take some time for them to adjust, right? And obviously, Frank did by, um, you know, Werner, Joe Well, We did use, you know, like Chelsea did amazing in the transfer uh, market. But it's also it's going to take like since they've done so much business in the transfer market, and most of them are first, you know, first team players. It's going to take some time for the chemistry to develop. It's going to take some time for you know, obviously, some of the foreign players, uh Verge and Werner. To adjust and, and ZX to Ziyech. I forgot to mention Ziyech. To adjust to obviously life in life in Chelsea, life in the Premier League, life in England, and so i mean, Although you know, obviously you know they've been they've been you know performing badly uh, for the past few weeks. I feel like it was it was still a premature uh, firing. That's my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think they're going for like instant results at this point because. Uh, especially so, there are a lot of managers in this world who don't get the backing by the board, but he got 200 mil to spend, and I think he's he people think, or at least the world thinks that he spent it well, but I don't know. I don't think he's getting the results he wanted. But I think I would give him time to develop, especially if you look at example like Ole Gunnar Social after Jose Mariano got sacked. at man, you he he was he was kind of terrible. We were we were really down bad. He brought him to third place, and they were thirteenth, like five games into the Premier League, and he brought him up to number one at one point. So I think you have to give him a little bit time to explore his options, but I don't know. I, I think that the way Chelsea does their business for the past uh, few decades is that if you don't get the results, you're going, and, uh, and the board will do whatever they can to win. So I don't know if it's a good decision
0: or not, and we'll see. Yeah, I, mean, I think Chelsea just – they gave they gave that part a lot of chances. I mean, they gave him – they didn't give him a lot of time, only two seasons, but they gave him 220 mil. You can't be 220 mil – Eighth in the Premier League when you were fourth or yeah when you were fourth last year, without that money that's just inexcusable. Which I I can see Chelsea's viewpoint, but we'll have to see what Tuchel does. Yeah. Speaking of which, he got sacked in PSG and punches in.
1: Yeah, so I mean Tuchel,
0: he's not like like and especially like I'll, I'll also link
1: this to like Chelsea, right? Like Tuchel, he's a good coach, but he's not like like, a, like like he's not a great coach, right? Obviously, I mean like Tuchel's been doing really bad with PSG and you know, they're a league one you know, they're a league one team, PSG should dominate League One. They're barely leading this year, right? And also, I mean he he did make the Champions League final. We'll give him that. But I mean, then again, with a team like PSG's with Neymar, <laughs> Papay, Kim Maria, like you like you should. You should be at least contenders to make to the Champions League final, right? So I mean I, I feel like two's a good coach, but he I don't think he's a great coach. And so we'll see what he does to Chelsea. But with, obviously, Mauricio Pochettino uh, getting in, uh, I, I feel like, you know, this will be a chance to, you know, revive. Obviously, Mauricio Pochettino won, like, his first, you know, trophy as a coach, like, within 10 days after getting into PSG. But um, and then again, that's just because PSG has a really good team. So, like, Mauricio Pochettino really has to really do, like, bits with PSG. Like, you know, obviously take them, to the, take them back to the Champions League final.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I don't know about if Pochettino will bring them the trophies because he doesn't really know that Tottenham. I mean, but well, that could just be the squad. But we'll we'll have to see. I mean, he's a good he's a good quality manager. We'll just have to see if he brings the trophies though. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So then we'll go on to the next one, which is FIFA the best. All right. So FIFA the best. Obviously Lewandowski was named uh, the best men's player. Um, I think uh, forward also was named. Uh, yeah, Lewandowski was the best forward. Um, you know, obviously, the goalkeeper, Manuel Neuer, uh, defender. Who, who won defender? Best defender.
0: I'm not actually sure who won best defender.
1: Uh, now I have to look up. I think for the best. Obviously, there was some debate as to, obviously, with the, 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 um, the Alfonso Davies debate. Should he be there? Personally, I think he should be in the team, but you know there was a debate you know, of, you know should Alphonso Davies be there, and also with the the debate of and this really took me by surprise with Allison being in the FIFA yeah Allison being in the best team, even though Men Noir is the best co like the best goalkeeper that doesn't make sense right Men is the best goalkeeper, but if you're building the best team Allison's your goalkeeper like that 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 right there that that you know, that didn't make sense
0: and again that's very much true I mean. So I'm not actually sure who won defender still, but we'll, but nonetheless, it was one of the four of um Trent, Davies, Kimick, oh wait no, not Kimmich, Kimmich, I believe, and Van Dyke and Ramos. But I will say, I don't think Davies should be in there. I feel like Robertson played more games. I mean, Davies isn't necessarily a consistent starter. Yes, there's a little bias in there, but I think Robertson's been discounted. Nonetheless, I think Allison was overcounted. I think it should have been Neuer. And even in the coach, I think Klopp should have won it. I I, li- I like Klopp, but it wasn't Klopp's year; it was uh, Hansi Flick's year. Yeah,
1: it was it was a tie, I think. So Jurgen Klopp think- and uh, Hun- Hansi Flick uh, had uh, twenty four votes, but then I think Jurgen Klopp there was like a tiebreaker code, like vote or whatever, and Jurgen Klopp barely won. So yeah,
2: yeah, I think this has more to do with. The game itself, because when you when you play in uh, FIFA, everyone wants like the fastest pace guy and shooting and dribbling and everything. And when 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 Fonzie's available, why mess with Robertson? Because I think I think the main main part Alfonso Davis is up there is because of that run against um, Barcelona, how he did Messi wrong and whatever he got that assist or whatever. That's like I, that's the first time he probably popped off. I mean, he's been playing well anyways, but. I I don't know how I think about if either Robertson or Fonte. Those guys uh, was one
1: by uh uh son, and a little little recap on the women's uh you know titles Lucy uh, Lucy bronze I think one the best player, uh yeah and yeah basically it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some um some definitely some controversy, but I think the least they did. Was Lewandowski winning it? If they didn't, if that didn't happen, there'd be outrage. Oh yeah, obviously. So I'm in. Mean, yeah, exactly. That would that
1: would have been the biggest thing if Lewandowski didn't uh, didn't win the be for the best.
0: Yeah, he would have gotten robbed a lot, but speaking of robberies and fraud claims, all that we got Pele. Yeah. This man is the audacity. And he he's May have to be counting. His um, goals
1: you dream, his yeah. One, one, goal, one goal, So I don't even know. Like he's trying to like drag his reputation down the fucking mud. Like I don't, I don't know why he's doing this.
2: Okay. So when the goals are counted, are they counted when it's his first ever professional okay, so, match all right, or slam? youth league and all that count? Like. If you play for a club... or
0: if you play right, for yeah, I'll a explain academy. what the claims are. Don't so, me, do, not uh, count,
1: goals right? do not count,
2: I don't
0: think so. Yeah. Yeah, Alright, here, let me explain what the claims are. So, obviously, Messi and Ronaldo are recognized by FIFA and, and whatever. The two have the m- most goals for a single club, and the most goals of all time, respectively. Pelé, uh, through Santos, has claimed that Pelé has scored more goals because his, quote-unquote, um friendly matches often counted. Like, some of them are world tours against UV some of them are in a boat. What they're claiming is since it's the same rule that they played with, those goals should count. But I don't think friendly should count because Messi's not counting friendlies. Nobody is.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, ex- exactly. So, like, the friendly – like, Pe- Pele and Santos does count, you know, goals uh, during friendlies. And, I mean, usually, like, especially now in the modern era, friendly goals really don't count, right? And so – and they also did, like, exhibition games. I think they did an exhibition game for the Brazilian military, and those goals counted too – and I think they also did games against like um, they did like an MLS tour or something. Not like an MLS, but they did like an American tour, where they played. I think he played against like New York Cosmos or something. You know, random American teams, and Pele counts that. So I feel like like he does like there are a lot of like you know games like you know friendly stuff like this exhibition games. Obviously, because like Santos, they were like a really big team. So they were they're, they're basically like the Harlem club uh, club
0: but yeah, official goals, you know, obviously, like you know, you're lacking, bro. So yeah, yeah, I don't think Polish are making those claims, but there is another contention in this, and this person is dead, so this isn't on Joseph Baken. But the Czech Affinity has claimed that Baken has scored 805 goals, which, to be fair, at least fair played, at least fair played for them for this. Their goals, their goals are actually realistic. I mean, it's not the records are gonna get broken eventually, but at least they're making a reasonable number. They did it in 805. I think they did like, 790 or something.
1: Yeah, they, they said Ronaldo's, like, I think 30 goals off of, like, the actual thing or whatever. And then they, like, I think, yeah, and so the Sheck FA just, uh, yeah, Sheck Republic FA just, you know, not now, but, like, a few days ago had said that Ronaldo's, I think, like, 37 goals off from, like, Vikings record, I think. So I think Viking had, like, in total, like, 790-something
0: goals, I think. That's what the Czech Republic FA is saying. Overall, I think their claim is somewhat realistic. It could be true, but I mean, come on. Just let them have the record. It's not like you're going to – it's not like Baikin going to claim his record for much longer. He's literally in a grave. Exactly. And also, I mean, like,
1: like obviously, like, Baikin and Pele, they're from, like, 1950s, 1960s. There's a lot more, obviously, like, you know, soccer isn't, like, as regulated as back then right so you know they, they play a lot more games they play friendlies you know stuff and so i, I feel like they, they really need to open their eyes and you know i mean they, you, you, you could see that you could see why they're defending their thing because they don't want their records being broken right so you could you could kind of understand why they're defending their claims at the same time, I mean, come on, right? It's not like like it's not like Sergio Ramos broke your record. It's Messi and Ronaldo. You expect them to break your record, so yeah.
0: Um. So, do you want to take the last thing away, um? uh The, yeah, FIFA,
1: team uh, the,
2: the FIFA Team of the Year predictions, right? Oh, FIFA Team of the Year. Obviously, we saw the FIFA Team of the Year. uh do you all want to know the whole team, or are we just gonna talk I about? let yeah, so, yeah, just, just,
1: just mention the entire team. So obviously, uh, Neuer 96 rated, Davies 96, uh, 93 rated, Van Dijk 96 rated, Ramos 96 rated, uh, Trent 94, uh, Kimmich 96, De Bruyne 96, Bruno 97,
0: Ronaldo 98, uh, Lewandowski 98, and Kylian Mbappe 97. And the 12th man is either going to be a 95 son, I believe, a 98 Messi, or a 94 Thiago. Okay, so, that, so that's 12th man, right?
1: So, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in, like, realistically, like, I like obvi- obviously um, with I mean, Mbappe had a really good season, but he, I mean, he didn't have the best season, right? I don't know why Mbappe is on the list. Same thing with Bruno. You know, Bruno wasn't, like, you know, Bruno wasn't, you know, like, if you're looking at you're comparing the team of the year, FIFA team of the year, with FIFA the best, right? Uh Bruno obviously wasn't in the FIFA the best awards. and Mbappe wasn't in the FIFA the best awards. Uh every every everyone else I think was in there, but except for Mbappe and Bruno. And I feel like you know they're obviously Mbappe. He's the cover star. So that's why they probably added Mbappe. And also with FIFA, you you know most FIFA players prefer pace over like shooting or whatever. And Mbappe, obviously, he's gonna get ninety-nine pace. Bruno, I, I don't know. Bruno, I, I, I don't know why. I, I think he has like overall his overall stats. He's much better. I, but like I, I have no idea why Bruno is in the team, let alone uh, ninety-six rated. Over
0: you why know, is he? My question is, why is he higher than Kevin De Bruyne on Kimmich? There's yes, he's good, but in no world is he better than De on Kimmich.
1: No offense. I, I have yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know why Bruno's higher rated. So that that uh, that could be uh, and that did generate a lot of debate over whether Bruno should be added in and obviously, you know, Bruno's rating. But yeah, but oh, I mean, overall they were, they were pretty accurate except for the also, you know, taking off Messi, right? Messi still had a really good season last year. He was, you know, top scorer and top assist uh, for La Liga. And so I, I don't know why they but it could be with the pace, since Messi's pace has have been lacking, right? But I mean, other than that, I have no
0: idea. I think while we are comfortable in saying Messi will get 12th man, I wanted, I personally want a being to be in the team of the year, you know, complete legend of the game, True. future Ballon no d'Or winner at hands. I mean, could even, could even be considered the progress of all time. Welcome to our last segment. We usually have predictions. We do. We will have predictions, but. Not for games, for transfers. But let's talk about things that already happened. Tamori moved to AC, or yeah, AC Milan. I mean, pretty good, pretty good young player. Yeah. I don't know if he's gonna contend for starting, but we'll have to see. Gomez to Sevilla, great signing by Sevilla. I mean, Gomez had a fallout with the manager, so makes sense. And it's gonna help to be out. So yeah. Yep. Next up is Ozil to Fenerbahce. I mean, we all know what happened to Ozil, Arteta, all that. Obviously, he wants to move back to his. Basically, his home country of Turkey. You know, he's German. It, he's he, he identifies more with Turkey, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for him. Sure. We have the uh, talent dealers in Leipzig getting Subaslay from, uh, again, their talent factory, a.k.a. RB Salzburg. Uh-huh. Good young player, I think. Could be a really good player in the future, possibly one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. All there to Ajax, 25 million euros. Uh, West Ham basically lost a, half their money on him. He didn't really do good. Love to see how he does in Ajax. We got Musa Dembele to Atletico Madrid. I was kind of surprised at this one because they aren't known for their attack, but hey, they, they can do whatever they want. Uh, second to last main transfer. that tr- tr- we're not going to really talk about is Arsenal's loaning. So they got Matthew Ryan and Martin Odegaard from uh, Brighton and uh, Sociedad. You know, Pretty decent players. We'll have to see how they do in the prem, especially Odegaard and Jovic. He he got loaned back to his full, former club Eintracht. Became a god. I mean, he scored like three goals in seventy six minutes. So he, he's just popping off. But now onto the ones that we actually going to discuss: Wijnaldum, staying or leaving? Yeah. So Wijnaldum,
1: I I think he should leave. You know, he hasn't. He, he's a good player, but I feel like you know he's not Liverpool quality yet. And they also have other players. They, they have, you know, obviously younger players, Ben Amino, Curtis Jones. And so if them really wants to play, then, um, you, know, you know, then leave, right? But if them just want to stay and,
0: you know, cop all the trophies and the money, then, yeah, just stay at Liverpool. not a top-class player. But, I mean, you might just not get playing time anymore because of Thiago's signing. I mean, we'll have to see. Um, what do you think about it?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, especially with the Thiago signing, they definitely have depth at that position. So I don't, I'm, I mean, I don't see him getting a lot of playing time. So if, if I were to be him, I he'd probably leave to, a, I don't know, kind of league he would go into. Maybe the Prem, but I, I, see him leaving as well. Especially with like you guys have so much depth, like Navi Keita can step in when they come back. So I don't, I don't All know. All right, yeah. Now, uh, let's
1: go to obviously gonna leave. one of uh, Man U's players, Jesse Lingard. Uh, he's been, you know, rumored to West Ham. He's been rumored, you know, West Ham are keen to sign him. So, what you, what would you all think? I think, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think his value is ten million at this point. So, I think, I think he's I on think a long-term maybe permanently if he does
1: True, true. Yeah, West Ham or even any other Premier League. I think even Sheff, he, uh, Lungar's Lingard's uh, rumored to Sheffield too. So, I think you know if we can do well. And, you know, in other Premier League clubs, I he could be revived. Don't see him staying in Man U, though. So, I mean, like, really right now, he should be just looking forward to, uh, yeah, looking forward to, like, his permanent club and then just going on loan there. And then, yeah, I guess.
0: It's true. And then the last but not least, this has to do with my club over Liverpool again. Will they make any signings in January? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think so. They really need a center back, but they're not going to sign them. FSG is being kinda of stingy. You know, for Romano <laughs> said that Liverpool signs are playing for something big in July around the summertime. We'll have to see what happens. bounding the not think signings currently.
1: Yeah, I mean Liverpool like centre back, I mean they do have uh obviously like Matt like Matip isn't like that well, but like I mean like Frabino, uh like what Shati said earlier, is doing amazing at center back and it's good that you know he can interchange positions. It's good they have a flexible player like that and so i i really like they probably i mean realistically they should make a signing but i mean you know it really doesn't matter so yeah
0: yeah all right
1: um what's your verdict
2: uh, i don't think they're gonna make a signing especially your clock said like he because once all these players come back and you have a top three top three center backs or top three even four center backs it's hard to get all in playing time and then you already know what happens if players don't get playing time; they get all mad, and especially if they're promised to like start and all that right away. And if they lose all that playing time and lose, A- maybe load moves could be ideal. you know, so right
1: but I mean, like permanent signings are definitely like should be out of the out of the picture for Liverpool.
2: That wraps up our episode for Under Review for today. I hope y'all you, you guys enjoyed it, made it to the end, share as much as possible, and until next time, goodbye.